Hi! You guys want some cookies? 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 Back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bubby Castro. Come on. Hey, Dan. Here we are again, doing what we do. But something feels different. Well, I mean, we do what we do. We've always done it in the same place. Of course. For 120 some odd episodes. Not just any place. The one and only rented garage. I mean, there are many rented garages. No, this is the only rented garage in all of Los Angeles. <laughs> um, however, this will be the final episode of the Throwback Podcast from the rented garage. Yes. So I Oof. wanted to build some tension there with the audience. Yeah. The Throwback Podcast is not going anywhere, but the Hansis family is. The Hansis family is out. After seven years here in Culver City, uh, we are moving um, to another hamlet of Los Angeles. And the rented garage is no more. The rented garage is history. This is it. This is the last time you and I will be sitting in this rented garage together. And let it be known, because I know what everyone's thinking. Is this episode going to end with burning down the rented garage? We've talked about it for years now. The answer is yes. Yes, it is. I did run it by the landlord. I texted you, is it cool if we burn it down? <laughs> and you said you were going to ask the landlord. I did ask the landlord. Yeah. Um, she did caution me that I would not get the security deposit. The whole Wait, the whole security deposit? We would lose... Either all of it or a substantial portion of it. For burning down the garage. That's that's really nitpicky. So here's where, this is where I, now I'm going to throw it to you, Bob. Okay. Me, I want to burn this bitch to the ground. I've always felt that way. I don't know why. It's been something that's been pulling to me. It's like Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining. It just, there's these voices in my head. It's like, light it up, light it up, light it up. Um, but I also don't want to take a major financial bath. Especially now that you're a, a homeowner. Right, exactly. I can't. I can't go into the uh, red on this. So Hold on. we we buried the lead there. Not only are you no longer renting this garage, you're going to be owning a home. I'm out of renting. Out of renting. I mean, if things go in a good path in life, which there's no guarantees. That's true. I could go back into the renting world later on, but if th- if things follow the path that they are, I am getting out of the rental game after you know close to twenty years. Amazing. And what a ride it's been. What a what a ride to the top. From Hoboken to Hollywood. It's a beautiful Culver City. Um, the ride now comes to an end. And uh, Brooklyn, the Upper West Side. You were on my couch on the Lower East Side. On the couch on the Lower Well, I wasn't paying rent there, so I'm not going to count that. Oh, no, yeah, okay. I thought we were just talking about all the places you've, you've right. slept. I've right. slept. Um, and now here we are. Homeowner. Homeowner. But anyway, back to my point. Yes. We have a, a modest piggy bank, uh, thanks to the fine Patronis out there that support this program. If you are willing, Bob, to, to cut the loss of 
the garage burning and using throwback money to handle the heat there, I am all about lighting the match. It is why we've been collecting throwback money. It's to burn this fucker down. <laughs> all what right. Kind, what, kind of, what kind of assholes would we be if we didn't use that to get us out of? Oh, I'm so excited. To get us out of all the trouble that burning this thing to the ground I am is going to so cause us. I'm so excited, Bob. We're actually going to do it at the end of this episode. Do not fast forward. <laughs> Just enjoy the show because it's a very special it's edition. It's a very special. We thought if we're going to go out, we have to go out with a very special episode before we burn down the garage. Absolutely. Right. About five years ago, I'm going to say about four years ago, Bob and I sat in a bar in West L.A. Was it West L.A.? Yeah, it was right up on Pico. And we talked about this idea of a, a germ of an idea for uh, that became the Throwback Podcast. And the original idea was to kind of go through the discography of Oasis. Uh, we ended up obviously broadening that out. Well, taking, but, taking a step back, sorry to interrupt. Yes. We had talked about like just doing something together. And I suggested, obviously... Bowling, Slate Riding Club. Bowling League. Fuck you. It's time bowling to, League. It's time we accept who we are. We just like join a bowling league. Become bowlers, yeah. And then you... Who said the coronavirus is all bad? <laughs> and then you said, meet me at this bar. We sat down and you're like, I have an idea. Forget about the bowling league. Not even forget about it, but like maybe also on top of the bowling league. <laughs> In addition to <laughs> the bowling league. Because I'd love to get better at bowling. Exactly. Perfect. What if we started a podcast about Oasis? Right. And we kind of, we talked about that a little bit as we were drinking and it kind of evolved in that conversation too. Well, what if we talk about all the music we love from when we were growing up, we keep throwing back beers, we, you know, <laughs> we do some drinking and uh, we'll ask our buddy John Gabrist to introduce us to people who matter because he's a titan in the podcasting sure world and he did. And that's how it all got going. That's how it all got going. And we started the podcast, uh, episode one, Be Here Now the third album from Oasis. And uh, Oasis is a band that, uh, you know, a touchstone band for us that we've come back to often on the show. We did um, What's the Story Morning Glory, uh, which is in my top three all-time albums. We did Definitely Maybe, mm -hmm. uh, our first show of 2020. Uh, and now, to celebrate the end of this garage, the smoldering ashes to come, uh, I had an idea uh, for an, uh, an episode so here's another Oasis-related idea, Bob. Be Here Now, 1997, and Oasis fans all get it, was the beginning of the end of the band. Certainly the, the end of their glory years. Definitely, mm -hmm. maybe. What's the story, Morning Glory? Be Here Now came out amidst a ton of hype, and then it just kind of flatlined and was seen as this bloated, overdone, lacking the hooks of the first two albums. And it was basically after a ton of of hype that few albums uh, touched in the decade of the nineties in terms of hype. It, it was kind of like air coming out of a balloon mm -hmm. and they never regained their footing, at least here in the States. And we have a lot of overseas listeners and they'll, they'll tell you that Oasis continued to be a big time selling group um, in other parts of the world. But that be here now was the end of Oasis mm -hmm. uh, in America for all intents and purposes. I mean, they could still draw as a live act, uh, but no one cared about them anymore. Not, we did. Not really as a live act, though, because shortly after their album, after Be Here Now came out, right. we saw them at Roseland, which is a small venue in New York City. Right. They had kind of lost their ability to sell tickets in the U.S. And then weirdly, a few years later, they Got were playing back. Madison Square they Garden. They played the Garden but for their last two tours. Right. 
they so they there was an appreciation building for the band and then they right. got into a big fight somewhere in France I think and guitars were thrown at each other and then the band broke up and the rest is history and they still haven't gotten back together and they're both doing their own thing now um anyway so I got me thinking here in the last episode ever to be recorded in the rented garage uh what if we reimagined the third oasis album not be here now bob be here forever wow okay okay or like be here a little bit longer just stick around for a while (laughs) kick your shoes off and just Uh, be here colon saving Uh oasis from oasis is that going to be the title of this episode? I kind of like it as a title. Be Here Forever, colon. Saving, saving Oasis, Oasis from Oasis. Oasis. And Parenthetical. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dan's second idea in five years. All right. So you're going to be blown away by, by how prepared I am. Um, yes. For this episode. And, I, and right off the bat, you're going to be stunned. Because, yes, um, what I'm going to do now is put together what the third Oasis album should have actually been. And I'm going to use that using tracks um, that were B-sides from What's the Story, Morning Glory. Yep. Uh, the entirety of the Be Here Now album, the 12 songs that were actually released, so oh. I could pick and choose from that. Wow. And the B-sides from Be Here Now, okay? Right. Wow. Okay. And from that, I will put together a 12-track album that w- should have been their third album. How did I start thinking about this, Bob? I stumbled on a Netflix show... Um, about Noel Gallagher that came out about two years ago. And I had no idea it existed. I highly recommend everyone checks it out. It's called Once in a Lifetime. And it, you, different artists, it profiles like a mm-hmm. day in the life of the artist. And it's a mixture of live performances and in-depth interviews. And it's all shot in a really fun, mm-hmm. uh, interesting way. Please check it out. And at one point, he sits down with a woman for an interview And she asks him about that thing that all Oasis fans have always thought about, which was when What's a Story, Morning Glory, and Definitely Maybe were going off. Noel Gallagher, the principal songwriter, was also at the same time on the single releases adding B-sides that were not just like album-worthy, could have been huge hits in their own right. And he did that for two album cycles in 94 for Definitely Maybe and then What's the Story in 95. Uh, And it got to the point where if you were an Oasis fan, it was a treasure. You would hunt for these import CDs here in the States. Oh, that was so much fun going to Virgin Megastore and going down to the basement to search through the imports because there'd be, you know, a slide away single with like three songs afterwards that were better than anything you were hearing. And it was it was songs that have been like, wait, this is. Like, What's the Story of Morning Glory is my favorite album of all time. And wait, these songs that were the B-sides on Wonderwall are better than half the songs on What's the Story of Morning Glory. It was unheard of. It was just yeah. wasn't something that happened. And, and uh, in this special that I found on Netflix, which, again, everyone should check out, uh, he has asked about that legacy, knowing that he wrote all these gems that more or less were kind of um, – buried in in history because of the fact that they were never put on a proper album and didn't get a a promotional push. And then the, and then Noel's a songwriter never reached those heights again. So here's, here's the first thing that's going to impress you, Bob. I pulled uh, some of that interview and I'm going to play it right now. Listen in. I do. In a way I do because 
in a way I do, she asked him, does he regret not putting these songs on a proper album instead burying them on B-sides? Because this should, those, those B-sides, Half the World Away, Acquiesce, Rocking Chair, this um, should have been B-A now. <laughs> but of course I thought, I thought the bubble was never going to burst as a songwriter. I thought, well, clearly, everything I write is fucking amazing. So, you know, why should it stop? You know, and um, and I ran out of inspiration and, and and was kind of a little bit going through the motions. So I do really. But then it's really cool to have songs like that that people have to discover. Yeah. You know, and I found down the years that if. You know the songs that people have had to go and find the, the buy the singles. They love those songs because they think it's something that they've discovered Belongs themselves. Belongs to them yeah. all the more. Yeah, and they get a little bit freaked out when they go to a stadium and ninety thousand people are singing it. And they're like, Fuck this no. is my one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but I do regret it a little bit. I've got to say because the songs would have had more. Um, they would have been revered more if they would have been on an album. Um, How about that? Yeah. So that's what we're doing tonight, Bob. We're going to put them on a proper album. We're going to get in a time machine. This is what we got to work on the technology. Okay. And we're going to find a way uh, to give the the third Oasis album the chance that Noel was too coked up uh, and, and, and cocky. cocky to think uh, that he would run out of songs that were as special as they were. So I, I'm putting it together. I'm gonna, Now, here's the next thing that's going to impress you, Bob. I mean, I'm just I'm sitting here with like my my mouth agape this entire well, time. Well, you got your hand on your dick too. I mean, let's put that stroking away. it slowly. It does not need to be out right now. Um, here is I'm going to send you, and I know you're familiar with all these songs. These are your options um, that I have. The singles for some might say, uh, "Roll with it," "Wonderwall," "Don't Look Back in Anger," "Do You Know What I Mean," "Stand by Me," "All Around the World." Um, all those B-sides are choices that you're looking at right now. Okay. And then anything from Be Here Now. Okay. And anything from Be Here Now. Got it. Okay. So now we're going to dig in. I, this is what Be Here Now should have been. I call Be Here Forever because if they would have had that third monster album, uh-huh. I mean, Bob. So before we get into it, um, yes. I want to say my big contribution to this episode because I did no prep for this because you texted me at like 1240 this afternoon and said, <laughs> I have an idea for a show. And to my surprise, you were like, no, no, tonight, like this is happening. Like, yep. I'm doing this. I even tried to like direct you somewhere else. And you're like, no. no, 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 this is what we're doing. Good ideas. Follow through with them. Don't let them sit. No. And I respect that. So I've done nothing. However, a couple of episodes ago when we were here, I think it was our in utero episode, uh, Kelsey Grammer came up. Mm. And we told people if they reminded us the next time we were in the garage to share the Kelsey Grammer story, right. that we would do it. And as much as I don't want to do it, we did get a bunch of tweets tonight asking about the Kelsey Grammer story. So we got to stick a pin in it, Bob. We're, really? Yes. We're rolling right oh, now. I'm fine with that. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. I want everyone to know don't yes. worry. Oh. The Kelsey Grammer story is coming. Oh, no. Maybe we'll forget again. I'm so relieved. It's coming. Don't worry. I will never forget it. And now that we have time, more time to think about, because I haven't thought about it since we recorded the last time, I am going to, because I've done all this research for this show, Bob is going to have to produce the, uh, no, the video no. that I know he's digitized yeah. of Bob on the Donahue <laughs> no, no, show. No, 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 no. They don't know the story at all. Don't even say that. Don't okay. even say Let that. Let bleep that. But you need to produce that, Bob, as part of the story. 
That has to be done. In fact, there's no way you could tell the story without that part. Okay, how about this? Our first episode in our new location. Yeah. Oh, what a way to ring it in. There you go. Because we're going to go remote for a little bit, and then we'll be back in a garage. I love it. In an owned garage. Doesn't sound the same. Well, the bank kind of still owns it. But. <laughs> in a bank-owned garage, and I will share the Kelsey Grammer story. There with, it is. With audio proof. Now, that's a fucking tease. Fuck. Okay. I'm relieved I don't have to get into it, and we can just appreciate Oasis right, right now. Okay. Phew. Okay, good. And Let's do it. And it wouldn't have been the same unless we had that audio to supplement the story. That is true. That's so important here. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> yes. It gets worse. Anyway, so before I get into it, also, Bob, and this is a nod to um, if anyone's familiar, because it was one of the reasons uh, for the initial conceit of this show. Um, are you talking you two to me with Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman? They did something similar here. I'm not ripping it off. I'm I'm merely lifting the idea that I am putting together my version of the album. And then I want Bob, because Bob, you said you didn't do prep. No, 25 years of being an Oasis fan. You're ready for this. I'm ready for this. Yeah. To put together your own album or make any alterations you see fit, fit. Unless you think I totally fucking nailed this. All right. We'll see. All right. Let's get into it. Track one uh, is to me, it's in the, and this is why it's so crazy, Bob. It's in the conversation as the greatest Oasis song. And yet it was um, a B-side on, I believe, uh, some might say. So this is leading off Be Here Forever. This is Be Here Forever, track one. uh, And I chose it for a reason because it begins with the echo of a song on What's a Story Morning Mm -hmm. Glory. So this is now, this is what's picking up. This is how Be Here Forever by Oasis, 1997, alternate universe, sliding doors, bro, starts. on the verses, yep. Noel crashing in on the chorus with the most anthemic chorus he ever wrote. Yeah. Acquiesce. Yeah, this is it. I mean, Oasis killed it with track ones Always. of their first two albums, especially. 
this would have fucking killed. You would have been, 17-year-old Dan would have just passed out on his floor convulsing. I mean, when we, and we talked about it in the first ever Throwback Podcast, when Be Here Now came out, we were on the Jersey Shore in Wildwood, and driving three hours back to Rockland County, we just listened to the tape on repeat and thought it was the perfect album. But it, you know, it, it had some warts in retrospect. Uh, and it, but if it had a song like this kicking it off. Oh, the, even, our, <laughs> even our friend Brian, who couldn't stand the fact that we were listening to it on repeat and made us turn it off to listen to Mustard Plug. He, even Brian would have said, this is a great song. I mean, I get, of course, one more time. It's so simple and direct. Again, buried as a B-side in the Some Might Say single. This is, out of all of the, there's going to be some egregious B-side burying. This one, I think, it's going to be hard to top this for being the most egregious. There is one that's probably I know the worst. I know what you're thinking, but this is incredible. Um, and a great track one, I think, right off the bat, good start. Good way to start things, all right? Uh, so Acquiesce is track one. Uh, I want to hit one more thing that I, I forgot to mention, Bob, which is... There are a lot of great B-sides on Definitely Maybe, too. But within the context of this realm, you have to kiss those goodbye. Oh, shit. Okay, because when... All right, I did, I did a little, little bit of So prep. let me just... Um, so there are a lot of different high-end B-sides right. from the Definitely Maybe era. Yes. Um, an example right here is... Do you want to be a spaceman? Uh-huh. Off Shaker Maker. Yeah. The fact that, that What's the Story then came out and they had another big album there, those have to stay where they are. I didn't realize that. Okay. So, Do You Want to Be a Spaceman? Not eligible that for this was, exercise. I don't think that would have made my my mix. Listen up. Not eligible. Not Listen to the production here, Bob. Also not eligible. Fade away. These are great fucking How songs. How are these not album tracks? Oh, I love this one. Also not available here. The holiday single, whatever. This is the one. When, as Noel was talking about those songs that you think you found, and then you'd be surprised to like be surrounded by other fans singing along, whatever was that for me in high school. Right. Like, I don't know how I found it. It was on a single, whatever it was, but that was the one for me where I was like, this is my Oasis song that like nobody knows. And I love that song so much. Um, It's good to be free. Can't put this one on. Uh Yeah, whatever. I And what else I want to know is what is a holiday single? What's a Christmas single? I don't know, but we still never we still never fully figured that out here. And then uh, finally, cannot be included, Bob. Um, one of his most famous compositions, Noel Gallagher. Half the world away, can't put it on. Definitely, maybe be sucks. I didn't. Oh, come on. This old town don't smell too pretty, and I can feel the warning signs running around my mind. 
Fuck you. You're mad, right? Fuck you. I was so mad when I realized half the world away is not an option. Oh, that's the perfect song. You slip on like track five or six after a heavy banger. Just throw this out there. I mean, listen to this chorus. Here I go. Still scratching around in the same old home. My body feels young, but my mind is very old. So what do you say? You can't give me the dreams that are mine anyway. Half the world away. Half the world. I mean, this one's next level because it was a b-side on whatever and whatever wasn't even on the fucking album and then the b-sides on the great song that wasn't even on the album are also great it's a russian doll of bullshit <laughs> come on i mean the the arrogance on display oh, what a man anyway so back to the back to the album now okay so those are all out bob and they're all bangers and um but i had to stay within the rules it had to be in the this world where he was he had songs that were left over from what's the story Heading into 1997. Right, and look, when you make these rules at 12.45 in the afternoon, you can't just go bending and breaking them. Noontime rules. They have to stay and be respected. All right, so track two. Um, listen, I still love Be Here Now, the album, as flawed as it may be in, right. in many respects. But there are elements of that album that I want to keep on the Be Here Forever album, and I'll start right here. I'm keeping track two from the original album, My Big Mouth. Well, I'm thinking next level prep would be you pulling up what we said about my big mouth four years ago. <laughs> so that's, I mean, come on. Right. But who knows? Like, we weren't even the same people back then that we are now. We were in our 30s. Um, so I want to keep, um, I like that this is just such a pile driving, aggressive, kind of badass song. Let's keep, let's keep certain, let's keep the bones well, I'll be here I'm, now. I'm playing it in my head now, going from acquiesce to this. Okay. such a great chorus and it's Liam whenever you have peak Liam involved just keep it where it is yeah well I would think if this was 97 and this was the second song on this album I think oh wow they're coming out harder than what's the story like this is a little more definitely maybe almost where they did catch some heat in certain circles for going away from that more driving rock sound yeah and more in an acoustic direction yeah so here's the hey you know, we still rock. Right, I like it. All right. I'm a bloody cold assassin. Like, what the fuck is that song about? 
I, don't, I doubt they even know. I mean, they were so coked up. Who knows? So, so many drugs. The fact that they're both still alive. Let's let's just be happy about that. Um, all right. And I think that's a good point you made there, Bob, that uh, you want to hear that the transition that's important here. So I want you to hear the end of my big mouth into track three. <laughs> Unforgivable that talk tonight, Bob. Yeah, completely unforgivable. Is not a locked and loaded follow-up like your next swing at Wonderwall on your subsequent album. And you're, had to be. Talk you're giving tonight. it the Wonderwall slot. I am. I am. Sitting on my own. Also going giving Noel on vocals track three treatment. Oh, that's gonna cause problems. A lot of friction. A lot of friction. in that interview clip I played he references three different B-sides that should have been on Be Here Now yeah. right out of the horse's mouth so they had to all be on this album and this is one of those songs he refers to two, two big thoughts thought number one this was my favorite moment in the Supersonic movie mm. the Oasis documentary Supersonic which I think, sadly, might be the last Oasis concert you and I ever attend. I think that's we, it. We saw that's that at the Arclight in Santa Monica the night it came out. The it was only, very exciting. It was the only night it was out. I know, the only night it was out. Yeah. There was two screenings, one in Manhattan, one in Los Angeles, one night, and Bob and I were there with a bunch of English people. Drinking beers in the movie theater, and it was so much fun. Like It was, it was like being at a concert, but this story behind this song is just incredible. Great story. It was just like the band was in LA. They broke up. They essentially broke up that night and Noel got on a plane to fly to San Francisco to meet up with a girl that he had met there and just had this like transcendent experience with her. And she kind of like was there for him in this like most vulnerable moment. And then he wrote this song, Talk Tonight, about that experience. Wrote the song after going on this bender with this girl uh, or this torrid like one night love affair. He rejoins the band in Austin, Texas, right. uh, and goes into a studio, like a small studio on Congress Street in Austin, and records this and uh, two other songs. Just knocks him out. She saved his life. I mean, it's incredible. Second thought, 
I think putting it in the Wonderwall slot, mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure on this song. It's, to me, like the second single on the album. I just worry about the band being okay with this. You know, just being But like, he is the he's the dictator in the band. It's not a democracy, Oasis. Liam might throw a fit, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because then the band breaks up before you get Lila. <laughs> but haven't we, if we've learned one thing for, from this breakup, it's that, like, ultimately Liam's not going anywhere. Right, of course. He was never going to leave. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, all right, so Talk Tonight, a gem. That was on the Master Plan compilation that came out a few years later, but the horse was out of the barn at that point. Yeah. All Can't. right, so here's how track three ends, Bob, going into track four. I like that yeah that's great that's well done alright so this is Don't Go Away this was this would be the biggest hit quote unquote uh, in America off Be Here Now I think it was a a modern rock hit didn't really do anything on the Billboard 100 chart Uh, but Untouched slotted in and it's a single think so do you think talk tonight's a better song if liam sings it or do you think that's a personal song no that's and it. the null touch is what you need it's got to be the null touch and by putting this right after it i am more okay with that being number three now i feel like this is the more anthemic slow ballad type thing so having that stripped down talk tonight at three and then hitting you with this immediately after that's a beautiful one-two punch right, so good. you're back you're back on track i think okay good and I, oh, that's interesting. Back on track, so I was off track. You don't like. I was nervous about it because I think if you would have hit it, hit us with another rocker right after it, it would have felt out of place. Out there. of place. Yeah. Just joined. Um, interesting. Yeah, I, I think "Talk Tonight" is a got to be a Noel song. You're also curating right now a pretty perfect Oasis concert so far after mm. four songs. If a show started off this way with these four songs, I'd be all in. Also, it should be stated that Talk Tonight, which is a Noel Sung song, officially sends Magic Pie, the actual track three, another Noel song, into orbit, never to be seen or heard again. <laughs> All, like, nine minutes of it? I'm in there with my walking shoes, my Magic Pie. But that was the one I remember in the car ride home in the Buick LeSabre loving. All of us loved Magic Pie. I know, but that's, like, a perfect example. Like, Magic Pie was, like, a song that when you're a 17-year-old idiot, um... You love the majesty and how big it is, but yeah. then with each listen, as you get a little older, you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Talk Tonight, by comparison, is just so much like a, a, a better, more mature, uh-huh. like, everything about it is better. So, I mean, they're totally different songs, but... Alright, so... And this song also, famously, Dan, 
the first track on the Throwback Podcast playlist. Now, well, there you go. There's an honor. The biggest honor of all. They might have regrets about how this album rolled out and how it's remembered, but you can never take away. No, that's... Uh, Don't go away. Being you know when one. they talk about getting back together, that's like the first thing they talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want them to get back together? I don't know. I go back and forth. I kind of like knowing that the book is closed and we, we saw them a, a, as much as we could at the time. And we don't have to worry about like a sad reunion tour where nobody's into it. But at the same time, selfishly, would love to see them again, assuming Liam could still hit the notes and they're not. Looks cool. Looks cool. Make sure nobody gets fat. Right. Make sure nobody goes bald. <laughs> right. So, so I don't know. I go, I, go, I go back and forth. Yeah, the, the clock is definitely ticking. Uh, because my wife, when she walked in and saw me watching the Knoll thing, um, first she commented on how big his head was. And I was like, well, honey, I think it's actually his shoulders are so narrow, Noel. <laughs> That's what makes his head so large. Uh, so it was a bit of a stalemate there. Uh, but then she asked, how old is he? And I started, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, holy shit, Noel Gallagher is 53 years old. Yeah. And then I thought about every like rock guy that I love and... Like they're all in their fifties or sixties. Like, oh, That's where we're at. We're dead. We're dead. Um, we're walking corpses. All right, here we go. And I love the ending of "Don't Go Away." The little this guitar shimmer here, the acoustic, which takes us into track five on B, here forever, or at least for another couple of years. Let's get to two thousand at least. <laughs> Come on, guys. The millennium is coming up. Now the acoustic guitar comes back up. Uh-huh. So this is Rockin' Chair. This is a B-side uh, off Roll With It, the single for Roll With It. Um, I should say that Talk Tonight was and Acquiesce were B-sides on Some Might Say. What do you think about Rockin' Chair here? I think this could benefit from crossfading it into that ending of Don't Go Away. Like you said, it, the, the guitar comes back up. Mm -hmm. I think if you pulled that move where you can't even tell when one mm -hmm. ends and the other okay. begins... You would almost feel like this is one more big epic. My my prep levels do have their limits, but I'm not I saying even for so the prep. Work, no, I'm but... just thinking now as the producer of this album, the co-producer right. of this album. That's what I would want this to be because it does kind of connect to the previous song. And right. It turns tighten it up a little bit. Tighten it up just a little bit, but I think it's a good. We're on five now. I think this is a good track five. Is, 
if an Oasis song doesn't have Sunshine in it, it has something about the phone. <laughs> that is true. Noel had a real affinity for phones. Sitting by the phone, yeah. waiting on the phone, talking on the phone. Maybe they're not back together because it's all about texting now, and that doesn't really sound good <laughs> when you kind of belt it out. Uh, what a great chorus this is. Although DM yeah. might be good. DM. That could be good. Slide into my DM. <laughs> slide into Sleep. my DM. No, slide. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> Liam is fucking awesome on Twitter too. He's so good on Twitter, uh, and I—he seems like the type of guy that's—that's that's probably his thing. Like he's on there. Typing there's the nobody words pretending and... to be Liam Gallagher. <laughs> like there's like he hasn't handed his phone to somebody to be like, sound like a cunt. <laughs> I know. I don't think he. Um, I don't think he um, has, follows anyone on Twitter. I think Does he still not those... follow anyone? Because that was. I mean, checking was... on that. That was something that we both loved about it when he joined in the first place. It was just zero following. Which is the, the ultimate badass move, rock star move on Twitter. He has 3.4 million followers, and he follows no one. Yes! I follow no one, mate! Yes! Which is such a lean. He thing. only uses it to get out his thoughts, which are insane. His, he... his current uh, profile um, text reads, all caps, R&R star, godlike, Rasta icon, legend, biblical, omnipresent, prophet, spiritual, majestically, majestical, celestial, optimistic, Buddhist, Jedi, approachable, approachable, <laughs> approachable. zen lover, humble, and then a bumblebee emoji. <laughs> this fucking guy. Um, all right. And I also am being mindful because Liam Gallagher is the greatest rock star, rock star of his generation. There's a lot of great Noel sung B-sides, but you can't overflow an Oasis album with Noel on vo- vocals. You have to have Liam no, up front. This is not the Goo Goo Dolls. It's not a 50-50 venture. Right. There's no mod here pulling the strings to make sure that Noel gets the same number of Everybody's songs. like, Liam. I missed the Goo Goo Dolls episode. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> Two episodes in a row now. All right, here's the transition. Um, so I'm keeping the girl in the dirty shirt from Be Here Now. And I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and I'm sure I mentioned it on the episode one, but again, whole different world doesn't count. Uh, this is the Oasis song that I like more probably than anyone else. Because uh, I always just, there's something about it um, that I've really always enjoyed from the um, the chorus to just kind of, it's, it's kind of shambling along. Um, and I love Noel's backing vocals on it. Uh, so I wanted to keep it on the album, even though I know it's no one's definition of the greatest Oasis song. Uh-huh. I just have always really liked it, and I never got sick of it. Okay. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of The Girl in the Dirty Shirt. Why'd you need a reason for to be happy? I'll shine it for the rest of the world. Give me just a smile and what you make it snap. Get your shit together, girl By the phone in the sunshine You've got a feeling lost inside Just won't let you go Your life is sneaking up behind it Just won't let you go No, it just won't 
just what I'm trying to say Is what you may be Come dancing with me Cause I need the Would this make your... Because there's going to be, be here now songs that get cut. Would this be one you would think that you would probably cut? Don't worry about what I think okay. right now. Let okay. me say, All right. I think this is a great pull for an album. You're making an album. You're not doing making a, an album. It's this, not a is not, this is not a collection of the best Oasis singles to be from 94 to 97. This is an album. This is an amazing album track. This, and you know what would be overthinking it? To just completely throw out most of the Be Here Now tracks to show that all these other songs are better. I don't want to do that. No, you're putting, I want to keep the guts of the album in place. Well, you're, again, you're putting together an album. This is a song that belongs on an album. It's not a collection of singles. This fits perfectly with what you've curated so far. I like it. I like the call. Yes. Liam Gallagher's a Buddhist? I mean, probably smokes weed. <laughs> February 13th. Tweet. <laughs> By that I, mean, I said maybe. With <laughs> <laughs> like 10 E's. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he just, like, he's, twi- he's tweeting about soccer half the time. Yeah, a lot of soccer tweets, which I love because, you know, the time difference. You just wake up and there's like 14 tweets from Liam. Just like, bitching about soccer like he has a tweet on february 10th bumble clarts which i don't know if that's a soccer name or know. what or but it has a thousand uh comments 400 retweets six thousand likes <laughs> like that's really testing your audience bumble clarts he is the the one account that we retweet the most on our throwback podcast <laughs> twitter because you don't need the context just retweet it it's february 7th i said maybe <laughs> What is he, Coffee Dad? He's just <laughs> saying the same shit over What if and over he again? was Coffee Dad? What, what's up with Coffee Dad? The best Twitter account of 2012. I have not checked in on Coffee Dad in a while. I really hope it's still going on. Uh, February 7th, uh, the, uh, a tweet that has 900 replies, 1.3 thousand retweets, and 10.5 thousand likes. Dirty little cunt. Now, was that Coffee Dad or Liam Gallagher? <laughs> um... Oh, there's another Bumble Clarts in there, too. we got to look that up. If that's a soccer player's name, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I really hope that's the star of, like, Man City or something. Um, I'm checking in on Coffee Dad right now, by the way. All right. Can you look up Bumble Clarts, too, just to I see what, what's going on there? Coffee Dad, if you're not following, if you're not a longtime Twitter user or just not in the know, uh, is an amazing Twitter account run by a mystery person. <laughs> Use a... Uh-oh. Using an avatar of just looks like a nice, <laughs> kindly old dad. And it just it's just him doing multiple dispatches about coffee. And then every once in a while. Here we go. Bob, no, no, here we go. Yeah. So he's still going. May 15th, 2020. Having some coffee. June 2nd, 2020. A coffee. June 10th, 2020. Got coffee. <laughs> July 8th, 2020. Needing a hashtag coffee. Ooh. September 21st, 2020. Trying coffee. February 2nd, 2021. Do you think it is dark now? It has only just begun. Open your eyes. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa. That's, that's new for coffee, Dad. February 22nd, having coffee. <laughs> Mostly it's about his dead son. 
who died in a motorcycle accident. Died in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> but why I'm saying that's different is that usually it's not just that like vaguely apocalyptic type commentary. But it's in the context of everything. It's usually like I miss him so much. Miss him so much. Going back to July 18th though, 2019. Time moves impossibly fast. Nothing is forever. So sandwiched by two need coffee hashtags. <laughs> It's Who been, is the genius behind this account? It's been going on for nine years now. Um, <laughs> if you followed Coffee Dad, and everybody, please follow Coffee Dad. <laughs> if you followed him long enough. Oh, whoa, what? I just, uh, 2017, January 3rd, having some coffee. Nice. February 20th, drinking coffee. March 29th, it is time for them to pay for what they have done. <laughs> March 30th, making coffee. <laughs> It's the best. Um, if you followed it long enough, you, not only do you know that he has a dead son that he's been mourning <laughs> for a long time, in addition to just loving coffee, you know that he died in a motorcycle accident, <laughs> yeah. and you know that you know specifics of how it happened. I believe it was a mm -hmm. wet road. I think maybe leaves were involved. Yeah. Maybe he talked about his helmet, the the son's helmet not being up to code. Um, Really devastating stuff. Oh my god, Bob, you got to pull out of there. I'm going. I'm you. too deep. I'm gone. I'm gone. All right, I got to. What's I'm a better account, Liam Gallagher's or Coffee Dad? Oh my, they're the same guy. It's got to be. That's what Liam does in his spare time. Um. All right. So Noel is an old soul. You know, he's an old uh, classic rocker in a lot of ways, and so he's the type of guy like a Tom Petty. He respects the art of the LP, mm -hmm. and more specifically. The idea of it being an album with two sides. Okay? Yep. Side A. That's the end of side A. Girl of the Dirty Shirt. Makes sense. Flip it over. Side B. The big statement. Mm -hmm. Now what I've done here, Bob. Little, little nerdy nod here. Two Oasis fans. I'm using... Do you know what I mean... Open parenthetical, NG's 2016 rethink. Oh, wow. Is that is... legal? That's a legal move? Is that a legal move? We're in 1997 right now. What kind of time machine do you have? Now, if you want to... Listen, that is absolutely a fair point. I'm just asking, right. Um, if you decide, Bob, I'm going to give you the final call that this you can't do this, I will go back to the album version and it will still make it. Either way. Bob. Places fans know this is the track one on Be Here Now. It was the lead single of Be Here Now. It's the video with all the helicopters. So many helicopters. That turns out that I've just heard recently the reason they got access to all the helicopters is that their the British Army allowed them to use it because they saw it as a recruiting video. Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of fucking crazy. That's how armies think. <laughs> but uh, here's the chorus. Speak. 
between this version and the original version, there's much less going on in this yeah. version. So things like those strings, you can hear very clearly. Yeah. There was so much layering on that album that you wouldn't even hear the strings in the original. Yeah. I like it's just cleaner. Okay. Two thoughts. Thought okay. number one, I like the song so much more in the middle of the album as opposed to leading off the album. It was such a big bite of the apple yes. to put a eight-minute song at track one. Yes. But not when every other song in the album is also seven minutes long. It didn't feel right. as big of a bite. Fucking Magic Pie is like nine minutes exactly, long. Exactly, yeah. fucking song so, haunts me. So I think like I, I like it more here. And as far as the legality of this, okay. I did have a question a little bit earlier that I, I meant to ask about. You could tell the varying degrees of production in this album because, you know, some of these B-sides mm-hmm. were kind of meant to be B-sides. and some Dashed of them, off, if you will. Right. Some of them weren't. So assuming this was Be Here Forever, the third Oasis album, you would imagine everything would be mixed the same, right. elevated the same. Right. And in that context and in that concept of what we're doing here, you would assume that you'd be able to talk. I love how fucking nerdy that, this episode is. This is what it. we're doing. We're you, would, you would assume that you'd be able to talk a coked out Noel Gallagher into at least making sure everything sounds the same in the album. Right. No, so, he's going to handle that. In fact, right. part of Be Here Forever is we were going to get them dried out a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So a lot of the songs might even get shortened a little bit. Well, and that's, asking, that's a bigger concept. I, don't I mean, know we're, we're sending them up to promises. But I think that now that you have a clear-headed Noel Gallagher in 2016 or whatever, kind of reimagining the song, I feel like you could have gotten him there in 97 mm. if you were able to kind of convince him to take some of those other Oasis songs to put it on this album to begin with. So it's an open-minded Noel Gallagher you could say enough with the layering. You fucking, enough with the layering, you coked out piece you of shit. coked out moron. <laughs> and Why do you st- have 700 layers on every song? <laughs> so, so I think I'll allow it. We're good. Yes. We're good. Well, I, just, I wonder if he keeps me, no, me, no, me, me, ma. <laughs> no, we got rid of it. You know, we did Welcome to the Black Parade, and that has some guitar work in it. It's like they don't do guitar solos. Like, here's another one. This yeah. is like great, like nod to all the classic rock of yesterday. Yeah, I really like that version. Yeah. In fact, I read somewhere that Noel, and this is part of the reason why I love him because he's kind of relatable in some ways he kind of had an idea to rethink the whole album and then he spent like hours and hours on this and he's like I'm just stopping a track that's exhausting (laughs) I'm not going to do the rest yeah but wouldn't you have loved to hear hear a reimagined uh reimagining of you know my big mouth of course the girl in the dirty shirt yeah or be great stand by me it's a lot of work though that's why people don't do that you don't want to do it you and I have both recently discovered the Song Exploder show on Netflix great. and the podcast. It's great. Um, we recommend the show as far as podcasts go. Just listen to us and that's it. But uh, there's a yes. episode of Song Exploder about the killers when you were young. Did you, Have you seen that one? Yep. When they play back the mix of it and they, they break it down into like the isolated tracks and everything, there was another layer that they were going to add towards the end of it. And they played it for Brendan Flowers 
and the It was drummer. kind of freaky, right? It was very like, ha hoo ha-hoo-hee-ha, which would have, and they were just like horrified because they had forgotten right. that that was even an element that they wanted. And Brandon Flowers said, sometimes it's good to be talked out of things. Mm. Nobody's talking Noel out of anything. Nobody talked Noel out of anything. He could have used somebody that he respected enough to be like, no, what the fuck, dude? Enough yeah. is enough. They just were, they were so fucking big. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. So now we're inside B, Bob. Five tracks to go. I've tried my best to always keep in mind that, again, Liam Gallagher is the greatest frontman of, of his generation. Mm-hmm. But Noel did some really good stuff as a singer in this era. So coming up next is Flashbacks. I spent my time sitting on the fence with a mate of mine. here now b-side to show up everything to this point was either an album track or a what's the story b-side this is the all around the world b-side flashbacks Noel on the vocals one of my favorite b-sides of theirs maybe to me their last great b-side your thoughts i have a few big thoughts on this okay um when you texted me this afternoon and i wanted to throw a couple of tracks onto a little playlist of ones that you might miss that i think definitely belong this was the first one I put on there. Ah. I think this is such a fun song. Is it better with Liam singing? It'd be a completely different song. Yeah, I think Noel's the right guy for this as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm saving my other thought about this for the end of the episode. Okay, sounds good. But I do need you to send me the track listing of Be Here Forever. I will. You want me to send it now? Whenever, whenever. But this is so good. I'm so glad that this is on here. It's pretty perfect. Like, how is this not on Be Here Now? It's insane. Now it's a, now we're talking a B-side on Be Here Now that doesn't make it. Oh, all right, here we go. And it's, somehow, it's somehow five minutes long, too. There's a whistle solo in this box. <laughs> a fucking whistle solo. There's no reason, Bob, for this song to be five and a half minutes long. 
No, no reason at all. This is a perfect three minute, 13 second song. But I still wouldn't take back the whistle song. Drum solos, guitar solos. Sometimes the bassist gets a moment. Has the whistler ever gotten a moment? No, and I think we need to respect the whistler a little more because, you know, I'm a pretty Harmonica good solos. I'm a pretty good whistler. There's no bigger fear than when you start a whistle. Can't pull it off. Than knowing whether or not you're going to pull it off in that moment. Then, like, you can kind of get your bearings on it, but that in, that initial like, see, I just blew it. But then I lick my lips. Lick your lips a little bit. Lick them up. Get them all moist. Like, it's better. But that first, like, here I go. Maybe that's why you didn't put it on the album. If you're Peter, Bjorn, or John, whichever one was whistling, yeah. and you knew you had to do that in front of a crowd of, like, 30,000 hipsters, you got to hope that you get that whistle oh, fucking ready to go immediately. I think you got to milli vanilli that shit. Is it even cheating if you uh, pipe in a whistle? Yes. Who's you got to fucking, you a no, you gotta fucking whistle. Pull it out. I'd be nervous every time I had to whistle. All right, here we go. And look, I'm a musician. I could just pick up a guitar oh, yeah. and just start wailing away, but a whistle, forget it. How the dad bods doing? So much time to practice, too. COVID is, COVID, COVID's really affected us. All right, coming up next, another uh, What's the Story B-side. Here's Underneath the Sky. Is that the rest of B are now even the B sides on a music for the most part? There's no discipline in the songwriting right. or the production. And this song is actually very straight and to the point. It's about three and a half minutes long. Yeah. And the fact that he gets to the chorus so quickly, <laughs> it kind of stands out. It's an outlier, yeah. It's like a sore thumb. But I really I always like this song. I this is actually one of my favorite uh, Liam vocal deliveries, this whole song. Yeah. I think he just fucking kills this song. I think because it's so tight, it's like you don't hear Liam show that restraint very often. Right. And another great chorus. Buried on a B-side of an import. You had to travel to Times Square to dig out. Yep. Do you remember remember how much they cost the imports? Were they like 10 bucks? 
they were at least ten bucks, and you'd be like, oh, it's like ten dollars for only three songs, but you'd have to do like, it. These better be fucking good. Yeah. And then when you got to be here now with the songs like Flashback, withstanding, you're like, oh shit, these aren't good. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. My sister lover, what the fuck is this? Good piano solo here. That feels like an out-of-place piano solo. Like, that was, like, a temp in there until they figured out what to do. Right, or they meant to lay down, like, a guitar solo, and then they got too coked out and forgot about it. I think that was it, yeah. They're like, oh, uh, let's put in that guitar. Oh, no, we printed it out. It's gone. Like, oh. Oh, well, I guess that's it. Doesn't matter anyway. I'm just fucking burying it on the back of an old single anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think our, our new producer would have to have them swap that out with something. I like how the song ends, though. Greatly in Alright, so I'm keeping It's Getting Better, Man. Ooh. Oh, Bob. It's Getting Better. Open parenthetical, man, double slammer. Double slammers. Close parenthetical. Fuck. We were just talking about the My Chem podcast. You put the slammer in the song title. You better earn awesome. it. Awesome. You put parentheticals in a song title, we're in a double slammer man. within the parenthetical? Just imagine if they found a way to work in an ampersand. Fuck, man. All right, here we go. underrated gems of the Oasis catalog. Yeah, I agree. It's just such a great fucking tits-out rocker. Again, too long. Doesn't need to be seven minutes long. Put down the fucking coat. Get step away from the mirror. This should be four minutes long. Yeah, this would be a... I mean, what's, what more do you need? Four minutes of the song is enough. So maybe if you took this a step further, some of this condensing is going on as well to... to to save Oasis from Oasis. Uh, but ultimately, the kind of hard-charging, like this is to me like the spirit of Oasis. Yeah. With that just killer hook in the chorus, even the fact that they kind of blew it and Noel ruined it by turning it into a seven-minute anthem for no reason, I could not deny it. I needed to keep it on the playlist. Kept it in the back end like Noel did as well. Not in the same spot, but in the back. Uh, but couldn't get rid of it. But now I'm trying to think, like, if you put this in the top half, how that kind of 
lays out what the rest of the album would be. Well, that's something to think about when it's your time. Yeah. And you made it 17 tracks 17 long. Tracks. That would have made me so happy. No, had to show. I had to show <laughs> restraint, and it was not easy. Not only Bob is the all around the world reprise missing here. All around the world had to go. What? Yep. Holy shit. Yep. That's a that's the headline right here. That's a okay. that's huge. I wanted to let you know that because I didn't want you to be shocked for the last two songs. Oh my god. Um, I just think he. Fucked that up so gargantuanly. You don't think it was salvageable? I don't think it was salvageable. Because I, within the realm of this, I can't assume that he's going to turn that into a five-minute song. So the fact that he made it an 11-minute song, <laughs> it just doesn't fit. It's ugly, and it just it, it couldn't go. So I, 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 I had to pick one kind of bloated anthem on the album, and I kept it's getting better. Man. Wow. So just keep that in mind. I'm, I'm freaking out right now. I know. I put a lot of thought into because when that when that first came out, I mean that's my senior quote, Bob. Think how much a man changes <laughs> Here from you boyhood are. to manhood. I mean, got dude going from rented house to purchased home. I was gonna say, dude buys a house and all of a sudden he's fucking <laughs> cutting all around the world like it's nothing. These are crazy days, but they make me shine. Shine. Time keeps rolling by. My senior quote, Bob. On the floor for the be here forever. Um, oh my god maybe I'll live to regret it I don't know alright I, I don't even know you anymore <laughs> the penultimate track Bob and be here forever back in the days of Napster which were golden it's a golden time to be alive Mm-hmm. as a college student and music lover a song popped up Oasis song Stand By Me we all knew it, the album version it was known as like the pool version it was sometimes called uh, the bonehead version bonehead version I remember and here is it showed up on the Be Here Now 20th anniversary release uh, Stand By Me live at Bonehead's outtake I'm using this and maybe you can put your production bells on to clean it up a little bit. But I love the directness of this version. Uh-huh. And it's the penultimate track to be here for. So what's the matter with you? Sing me something new. Don't you know the cold and wind, the rain don't know. They only seem to come and go away. This is like the um, a what if in their career, uh. in that I think it, and they tried. They released it as a single, and it didn't do anything. 
I think there's just he didn't quite nail it, Noel. And again, it's it was bloated the album version, maybe just a little bit too revved up. And I just like the stripped down version of it because I think it brings out all the great elements of the song without all the other cluttered bullshit getting in the way. I would love to hear like a version in the middle of this and that. Because mm. what it, what I miss here is that like throwing your arms around the person next to you and swaying back and forth and yelling, stand by me. I get that. I get that. Stand by me. And nobody knows the way it's going to be. love this version mm. and what you say I know where you're coming from on that and I get it but I think the kind of how amazing the chorus is and just the songwriting to me just comes through so much better uh, when you strip out all that excess but I guess you do lose the anthem lighters in the air element a little bit that's yeah fair. that's fair yeah like, I, it's I, a big swing here to strip it down and put it in the back I of the album. I think there's a middle ground here. It doesn't exist yet, but once we get them back in the studio, we can get that. Well, see, now you're creating this other universe <laughs> where we can order them to do things. Don't know what the rules no, are. You, you, Don't know what the rules your are. Choice, you have three choices, Bob. You either use the album version, yeah. you use this version, or you just cut it entirely. Right. That's what you have to work with. Okay. What I have to work with. Of course. We're men with limitations here. We are. We're only men. We're just men. We're just bros doing our best. Now, this, this is what I'm going to have to sit with because I can't decide if this is the right move. It's a big swing. I knew I was taking a risk, Bob. Yeah. And I knew that it could blow up in my face <laughs> and I could wake up uh, like Axl Rose in November Rain video, caked in sweat, <laughs> uh, just freaking the fuck just out. freaking out. I yeah. can't believe I used the bonehead pool version <laughs> what was over I thinking? The, the LP release I over, version. Was I overthinking it? What was I doing? Uh, but in the, at, at 12.47, Bob, p.m., when all the best decisions are made, uh-huh. this is how I felt. Okay? The way it's gonna be The way it's gonna be Maybe I can see yeah. All right, so there you go. Penultimate track. So bringing it down a little bit into, again, I think part of my goal here is just to, you know what, you know what they're saying? Like a big thing post um, Biden defeats Trump. That's what some people say. Mm. Some people say, you know, stop the steal. That, that's the thing that happened. I've heard you say that. I was like, stop the fucking steal yeah, already. I you say that, right. Like I started that. <laughs> Um, uh, the whole thing was like Biden, you know, let's turn, let's turn down the heat a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to turn down the heat on be here now a little bit. You're Joe Bidening it. 
I'm trying to bite in this bitch. And uh, that's part of also what this is here for. I get that. Let's just take it down. Let's just, there's so much great songwriting that was on Be Here Now. Uh-huh. That Noel with Coke just coming out of every orifice of his body <laughs> was unable to just let it be to, you know, pun intended there, I guess. Um, so let's just save him from himself with an un- a totally stripped down version of one of his best songs. All right. Which takes us to the final track. I think you know what it is, Bob. I think I do too. I know it's not all around the world. Mm. Just couldn't find a home for it, Bob. All right. Where do you put it? Track six? I don't know. All right, here it is. This is one of the great sins of the 20th century. The ultimate sin. The ultimate sin of the 20th century. Um, the big lie. And I'm talking not just the music. I'm talking about the world. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. You go through world wars and everything. Um, put it on the board. Well, that hadn't happened yet. Um, <laughs> but Or had it. Uh, the knows. master plan, Bob is buried as a B-side on the Wonderwall single. And think about that for a second. Wonderwall, arguably the, the most beloved song of the 1990s, had Round Our Way and The Master Plan. Round Our Way, another great one. Another great one that I left on the cutting room floor, but... Uh, yeah, I don't, know how it, I don't know how it would have fit on this one, but yeah. All right, here's The Master Plan. Take the time to make some sense what you want to say and cast your words you okay with Noel getting the last word on the album if you write the master plan you should probably get some don't words. don't worry about me being okay with it is Liam gonna be okay with this <laughs> he's like Sarducci what was it that was the news <laughs> Sarducci <laughs> Father Guido Sarducci <laughs> Zimbabwe Zimclap <laughs> listen to this fucking chorus and then This is one of those songs, Bob. If somebody said, I don't like this song, I don't get it, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. I don't want to be your friend. Fuck you. Like, Fuck you. In most cases, I I'll, I will make allowances. I'll say obviously music is subjective, and mm. I don't I don't. It's hard for me to process why you don't like this song that I love. And for mo- in most cases, I will be on that tack. But with the master plan, if you're not listening to this, like if you're listening to our show right now and you've never heard the song, and you're thinking to yourself, this isn't a very good song. I don't know what these guys are talking about. Fuck you. <laughs> Cancel your Petroni account. Stop listening to our show. Tell as many people as possible not to listen to the show. No, because I don't want you or any of your cronies around us. Make it your life's work <laughs> to fucking put us out of business. <laughs> Cancel our asses, because we don't want you. Bumbo Clarks. Bumbo Clarks. Bumbo Clarks. Liam can't sing this, right? No. 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 Please, brother, let us be. Uh, 
So, so what was your thought process of putting it last? Is it that nothing follows this? What was it? I think because it's just so epic. Yeah. Uh, and so grand. And it's funny, the master plan, which was the compilation where once Noel realized his horrific era after Be Here Now came yeah. out, they tried to put out a, a release, the master plan album that had many of these B-sides. And um, I think that's you could take things from that, too. On that, which he obviously laid out the tracks, he has Acquiesce first, Master uh-huh. Plan last. And I think, with especially Champagne Supernova ended the last album. Right. Something big again. And again, it can't be... Master Plan and All Around the World can't be in the back half of this album together. I agree with that. And I can't put All Around the World in the front half. And this just feels like a perfect closer, even the way, the way it ends here, and kind of like a calm after the storm type thing. And that's why I did it, Bob. Okay. I like to be under the sea. Be here forever. No hidden track? Nope. I don't do that bullshit. What do you mean? No, Galga doesn't do that bullshit. Gotta stay within the realms of realm of reality. Alright, fine. If he had any history of that. Alright, so there you go, Bob. Twelve songs. And um let's see. Be here now. I, my big mouth. Don't go away. The girl in the dirty shirt. Do you know what I mean? It's getting better, man. And a different version of Stand By Me all survived. And then B-Sides made up the rest of the album. So it's about half and half. About half and half. And what I like about that is knowing that when you ultimately make the B-Side album to be here forever, people are going to say, how the fuck is all around the world on the B-Side of this? This is incredible. Young Oasis fans everywhere will discover the B-Side version of that. Um, well, that was, uh, the most thought and effort you put into this podcast. It's never going to come close to this ever again. If you combine the previous four (laughs) years versus what you did today, not even close. Not even close. It actually makes me look worse in a lot of ways. It's, it goes past like, oh, good, good job, Dan, putting this together. And like, oh, that's what you actually could do if you tried. And you know what the ultimate fuck you is going to be? What? Is when you promote this episode. Oh, so much, so much promotion. Like there's, you're gonna mention it on ATN. You're gonna like tweet about it. It's gonna be so much promotion. That's gonna, like, gonna stick in your craw. Oh my god, it's so easy for him to do this. It's no sweat <laughs> off his back to just promote this podcast. He's just choosing not to. That's I've, gonna be a big one. I know that's gonna stick with you. Um, all right. <laughs> so I just sent it to you, Bob. That is the track listing. Acquiesce. My big mouth. Talk tonight. Don't go away. Rock and share. Girl in the dirty shirt. Do you know what I mean? Flashbacks. Underneath the sky. It's getting better, man. Stand by me. Bonehead by the pool, and then the master plan. What what needs to be there that's not there? Well, my big thought listening to even the order of it before we get into that is what about a world where flashbacks is number three? Mm. And you you move talk tonight into the back where it becomes more of like that hidden gem 
on the back half of the album. Okay. And okay. You're, you're coming out hot with Acquiesce. Uh, what was track two? My Big Mouth. My Big Mouth. And then flashbacks. All right. Let me just, let's hear what that sounds like. Uh, My Big Mouth into flashbacks. Because I think you're onto something there. I like that. I like that. Right? It's kind of keeping it up. Like, this is a change of pace from the first two, but it's kind of keeping it up instead of stripping it all the way down. Yep. And then going into track four. Don't go away. Don't go away. Boom. You know what, Bob? I'm going to take I'm gonna take your advice. Not only am I going to say that's a good call, I was a little on the fence on that. I'm with you. So I'm going to do that. So we're dropping talk tonight. Into into uh, side uh, side B to the B side, side yeah. So where would talk tonight be now? Talk tonight would be either after. Do you know what I mean? Or after underneath the sky in between? It's getting better, man. All right, I think you need some space then between talk tonight and the stripped down standby, man. Yes, you would definitely need space. And it's getting better, man. Would be the buffer between the two. Okay, that could work. Unless you want to put it in right after, do you know what I mean? And then he got underneath the sky. It's getting better, man. Stand by me, the master plan. Maybe that's it. Okay. What do you think? I think it's such a big song that... There's only one way to find out. I mean, this is the ultimate Oasis Appreciation Podcast. It really is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that feels right. Because the way the Do You Know What I Mean ends, it has that kind of trail off, which then there's a nice little. All right, there you go. Anything else? I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to try to fight to get anything on there that's not on there because I think. So all around the world, you're with me on that? I mean, I, I in principle disagree with it. But when you have the master plan, there's no place to put the master plan other than track 12. And due to your steadfast um, inability to conceive an album more than 12 tracks, I know that we don't have more area to play with. It's not like we could throw in two more tracks and like give it even more space. And No, no not like, allowed. We're stuck at 12, so it doesn't give me a lot of playground to kind of uh, build on here. So I don't think I don't know where you put another seven and a half minute song in the middle of the album. There's one other B here now or a um, B side that I kind of wanted to get in there. And you tell me if it's something that we should think about. Okay, I'm looking I'm referring to my list that I made. What if this was in the place of underneath the sky? Ooh. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Should we do it? I think we should. I think that was an oversight by me. And I like, I love underneath the sky for the Liam vocal performance. 
but I think this is just a better this song. Fits, better this song be here fits forever. Better. Yes. It, this belongs on Be Here Forever, the celebration that it is. I mean, this guy is too tight and it didn't yeah. fit. Yeah, great call. This is a monster chorus. Yep. It's gotta have a home. Bonus points for being on the faculty soundtrack. How is this not on Be Here Now? Like, it's. I don't even think I thought of this because it was this like, oh, the, this is. Uh, do you know what I mean? Single. Yes, the fuck. With another good uh, Angel Child's a great song yep. by Noel, but I just. Oh, I can't believe we almost missed this one. Yeah, that would have Shit. been a huge oversight. The faculty, faculty saw it in the theater. So did I. Together. Saw it together. That was like one With of those. Sam? Did we see it? Yeah, that was one of those like big deal movies. Like you were like, home from Towson and we went to go see the fucking the faculty. faculty. Yeah, it's like. Joshua Jackson and Usher, I think, is in it. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Danny Masterson. Masterson's in that? Yep. Good old faculty. Faculty. Did was, Robert Rodriguez direct that? I think he did. I think he did, yeah. That was a, in the late 90s, post-Scream, there was a ton of slasher slash horror movies. And that was about a high school where the teachers were actually aliens that were killing the students. Yeah. And then the cool kids, I think Devin Sawa might be prominently involved. Yeah, it was Robert Rodriguez. Lead an uprising. Yeah. Josh Hartnett? A young Hartnett? Joanna Brewster, oh. Josh Hartnett, yes. Salma Hayek, Famke Jansen. Teacher, teacher. Usher. Yeah, Usher. John Stewart is a teacher. Yes, he is. Elijah Wood. Wood's in it. What a cast. What a great cast. Bob, I almost like... All right, let's get back to this. All right, so is there anything else? No, Bob? I want to talk more about the faculty. <laughs> it's such... We should revisit the faculty. I bet it had, I bet it had a good soundtrack besides this. I remember enough. I remember it well enough in the theater, and being such an Oasis fanatic at that time, and being upset to be here now. It's stiffed, and no one cared about them anymore. That I was legitimately pumped when it the movie went to credits, and that was it. Played over the credits, yeah. yeah. When they went to credits, uh, it was Stay Young that came on. (laughs) All right, so that's great. We got that. We caught that. Oh, I just want to make sure we don't. This is our last chance, Bob. We're going to press on this. And we're going to burn down this fucking garage. And we're burning down the garage. I got the fever. My sister lover. Going Nowhere is a good stand by me uh, B-side, but sung by Noel. But again, I don't want to have too many Noel songs right. in here. When I, when I threw together there. my very quick playlist, not knowing the rules, I had a couple of definitely maybe ones in there. Um, Round Our Way I put on. But I agree, it doesn't really fit. Uh, listen up. Does this enough count? That's definitely maybe. That was... Okay. Yeah, so I'm good. I'm good. All right, does that mean we... Can we burn down the garage yet? Well, we have a couple of uh, things well, to do man, I want to burn down the fucking garage, man! <laughs> before we burn down the garage, you know what? I think as we burn down the garage, we have to dedicate it, of course, to our Patreonies. At patreon.com slash pod. Listen, I understand, and Bob understands, that there might be people that listen to this podcast that are not, like, the biggest Oasis fans. And if you've made it to the end of this episode, I gotta say, reverse go fuck yourself. 
Yes. Which I mean, I guess means go fuck us. Go fuck, fuck us. ourselves. Come fuck us. Not go fuck. Come fuck us. Well, Bob, let's take it easy Wait, there. No, that I mean, would be the opposite. It's a different climate now than it used to be come. when the faculty was out. Come fuck us. Um, but this was this might have tested your patience, or maybe you enjoyed it. I don't know. Uh, but thank you uh, for always uh, following our our muse, or allowing us to follow our muse. Yep. Yeah. Thank Can you. Just burn this fucker down. No, because we have to thank the Patreonies, and we have a very special Patreoni thank you. I'm gonna be pouring gasoline while Bob says this. No, you're gonna to want to participate in this. We have to say happy birthday to Courtney from Courtney and Wyatt. Yeah, Courtney, Wyatt. Courtney just celebrated her birthday the other day. Wyatt texted me during the recording of this episode. I got a text from Wyatt. How about that? How's that wow. for our hands-on interaction? Wow. <laughs> so happy birthday, Courtney. Courtney, the number one wife in America who gifted Wyatt a sponsorship on this podcast. That's pretty good. Almost like a year and a half, two years ago. And we imagine has since forgotten about it. And here we are to this day. <laughs> so thank you, Courtney. Love it. Love Courtney. Love Wyatt. And the entire Grow family, all the kids. There's like, there's like seven of them. Gotta love the Grows. What <laughs> else, Bob? Should I have said their last name? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I'll beep it. Yep. All right. Also, you gotta beep it twice because I said it too. You did say it. So thank you for that. Double thank beep. you to all of our top tier Patreonies. Like Mansi and Kleine. Could over. be like a true lie scenario where it's uh, the Schwarzenegger well, character. He's a spy or. No, I'm backtracking. Courtney is an Instagram influencer, I think. So she probably wants her Instagram handle out there. All right. Either way, let's just keep moving along. Instagram backslash Courtney Grow. <laughs> How's that for promotion? All right. That's good. We're all. So covered. we're safe now, right? Okay, good. Okay. So thank you to Courtney and Wyatt. What about Jamie Lee Curtis and True Lies when she puts on the strip tease for Arnold? Yeah, you never looked at Jamie Lee that way. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right. maybe Is that where where the love of, of a MILF started? Was it Jamie Lee Curtis you, wait, and True Lies? Why are you talking about that? As a 14-year-old, MILFs weren't a thing no. uh, when you saw that movie. But when you saw Jamie Lee do the strip cheese with <laughs> Arnold in the shadows how of the chair get, how did we with get the there? tape recorder. Wait, how did you get there? At that moment was the, the uh, admiration of a MILF. Uh, was that what it was born? That's a question I'm asking. Wait, is that how did you get to that point? I don't, I don't know. This is terrible. No, I know how I got to that point. I, because it's possible that the Grows have a, a double life going on and we don't want to blow it up because like Arnold had a double life in True Lies. Got it. Okay. Now See, I, the you, audience is with me the whole time. You're just catching up. I'm just catching up. Because <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of everybody else that we have to thank, including Bruno, the sponsor okay. up there in Canada. Love him. Mansi and Kleine in Australia, all of the top tier sponsors Kleine. and everybody who, who love in excess, love him. Oh, kick. One of my favorite albums of the year. Kids, your kids love that album. About 25 years late on it, but, but oh, doggy. Your kids love that album. More all right. Than anything. Thank you to everybody kicking in $2 Time a to month, burn. $6 a month. You're so impatient all of a sudden. Um, to the Patreonies, patreon.com slash throwback pod. Uh oh, Bob. It's caught. The walls have caught. <laughs> the walls have caught. Oh, my God. This thing is lighting up quick. But wait a second. We need to stay in the garage because we got to add the song to the throwback podcast playlist. Well. Now we're in a pickle because the garage <laughs> is on fire, as you can hear. Holy shit. But we haven't picked the song yet. I thought we were going to at least clear out our equipment first. I would have done that, too, if I would have thought it out. But now I have. I lit the match. The place is doused in kerosene. My entire CD collection is, like, above my shoulders. I'm sorry, Bob. You have bigger problems now. 
I'm on fire. Yeah, you're about to go up in flames. All right, what are we picking for? Well, how the hell do you expect me to pick after you put together your own album and put in more effort than ever? You have to pick this. You know what's weird? Like, I heard Stay Young, and I'm like, that's such a great song for the playlist. I don't disagree. The fact that it almost didn't make the Ooh, mix at all. We just lost the window. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I didn't even know there was a window in this garage. What about... um? There's, I've never noticed a window in here. <laughs> what about Acquiesce? That's where I was leaning. If you wanted to go master plan, I wouldn't fight you. And if you wanted to go stay young, I wouldn't fight you. But acquiesce is where I was initially going. Let's go acquiesce. All right. <laughs> well, this is how it ends. Hopefully not for us. Oh, all the equipment's gone. The equipment's gone. All right, but so we're going to have to regroup. But guess what? You're a big fancy homeowner now, so you can just buy some new equipment, I think. Isn't that <laughs> is how that it how works? Is that how owning a home works? I think you just buy whatever you want now, Mr. Homeowner. All right, thank you again to everyone who listens to the show, everybody who's listened all these years. The fact that we started this four years ago to the point now we the show has outlived the time here uh, in this house, a testament to uh, really the listeners, because yes. we would still be doing this if it weren't for you guys. No, you guys are the best. Thank you for going through Dan's Vanity Project here tonight. Coming up in two weeks, I reimagine the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Mesner, oh, the third Ben Folds 5 album. Is that so. the one with Shatner on it? <laughs> nope. But you know what? Maybe there's some Shatner B-sides we could include. We'll find out. All right. So there you go. Um, Throwback Pod on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Instagram as well. And uh, yes, thank you for listening. And go fuck yourself. Let's let it burn, let baby! Let it burn, baby! Take it out! It hurts! Ah! Ah, the doorknob's too hot! Ah! Bumbo Clarks! Bumbo Clarks!